Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, and I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or things going on in your life that you need prayer for, or maybe there's a situation in your life that you'd like to get some biblical perspective on. Um, I'm here today as we have pastors here every day at this the same hour. This is the four o'clock hour in the mountain time zone. And we're here every weekday uh, here on Calvary Live to um, talk with you, to answer your questions, to give you kind of a, a direct line to a pastor when you need it here every weekday. And, you know, you can call in with your questions about the Bible. Maybe there's something you've read that's been confusing you, something you've had uh, trouble understanding or putting together. Uh, maybe something you're curious about how to apply. Maybe there's a situation in your life and you're wondering how the Bible speaks to it and, and what the Bible has to say about it. I'd love to answer those questions for you and hopefully I could bring some clarity in some areas where uh, you've had confusion or, or lack of clarity. And I'm also here to pray for your prayer requests. So if there's something going on in your life and you're like, I don't really have a question, I just need some prayer. Well, we have a whole community of people who tune in every day for this show they're listening and they're ready to pray along with you, whether they're in their cars or in their offices, whether they're at home, whatever they're doing, they're able to hear your prayer request and pray together for it and say yes and amen together as a body. So we'd love to hear your prayer requests. We'd love to hear your Bible questions. Give me a call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 336 0897. That's 720-336-0897. Hey, we want to welcome those of you who are tuning in here in Colorado and into Southern Wyoming on Grace FM. Welcome to the program. You're hearing this show live. Today is January 15th. It's a Friday. I also want to greet those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those tuning in on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Welcome to the program, wherever you're tuning in from today. Just a reminder for those of you listening on the East Coast on, on Hope FM, as well as those listening in Tennessee on Truth FM, you're hearing the program on a one-week delay. So you hear the program one week after it airs live, but we want you to still be part of the community of people calling in and interacting, sending us text messages, sending your prayer requests and your Bible questions. And we're going to answer those here on the show as they come in live. And then you'll have a unique opportunity where you can tell someone, maybe a friend, family member, say, hey, I, I, I called into this radio program and it's going to air on this date at this time. And that'll be a way that maybe you can introduce them to that Christian radio station. Maybe get them listening to it. And who knows what God might do by getting the word into their ears, into their hearts, into their minds and doing a work of transformation in them through his word. Uh, just last week, sorry, it was actually the week before last Sunday, 
we are doing a, a series right now at our church. It's a very short series. In fact, this Sunday is the last installment of the series. It's a three-week series on the topic of vision, you know, and and not so much like vision for what are, what is the vision for what we're going to do for the Lord. It's more about vision for what God wants to do in us, who he wants us to be. I always define vision most simply because I think it can be a word that, you know, people um, use and, and aren't really sure, like, how do you put your hands on that? Like, what what is vision exactly? Well, I define it like this. I say vision is a desired outcome. And when you think about it like that, it's really simple. You know, we all have desired outcomes, things that we desire to see happen in our lives. And so what we're seeking at the beginning of the year here at our church is what is God's vision for our lives? What is God's desired outcome for who we would be and, uh, and the kinds of people that he wants to shape us into? And then how do we become those people? How, what does that process look like as he transforms us? And, and of course, one, one huge part of that in the first week in our series was a vision for the transforming power of God's word in our lives. And so we talked about that. And all that to say, you know, that's really one of the most powerful things that we, we always hear here at Grace FM and, and uh, sister stations as well. Just as, as the word goes out, as the word of God goes out over the airwaves and as people hear it, it has the power to transform their lives. And so really encourage you uh, to help us get the word out about Christian radio, about this station, wherever the station is that you're listening on, whether that's Grace FM in Colorado or Hope FM in, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey whether it's Truth FM in Tennessee. We'd love it if you would get the word out about that local station so that people's lives can be transformed and changed. And I uh, just want to also greet those of you who are tuning in online. You guys are also hearing this show live. I got a list of cities just a few minutes ago of people who are tuning in online. So we just want to give a few shout outs to people. want to greet those in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, Chicago, Illinois. Got someone in Warland, Wyoming. Uh, someone in New Hampshire in a city that I can't pronounce, and uh, Los Angeles, California, Lexington, Kentucky, Boardman, Oregon, Arlington, Texas, wherever you're tuning in from today, online or, or over the air, we're so glad that you're with us. Hey, if you guys don't have the Grace FM app, I really encourage you to go get it. It's totally free. You can put it on your phone, your tablet, and it's free. Just go in the App Store or the Google Play Store, and you can type in the word Grace FM with no spaces, just one word, Grace FM. And it will come up. It's totally free. Put it on your device. You'll be able to listen um, anytime, anywhere in the world. Totally free over the internet. And so we're glad that many of you are doing that. Glad that you're with us. Welcome to you guys. And uh, encourage you to do that. You can also listen online in your browser. You know, so let's say you're at work or you're you're studying. You can turn it on on a browser, and uh, you just go to gracefm.com and you push the button to listen live. There's a few words about myself, and then we'll go over to our first caller. By the way, as we're waiting for those calls to come in, let me give you the number to call. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or text us 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. Looks like we've got one open line left for our call-in line. I'll just introduce myself, then we'll go right into the calls. So my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. And we um, recently moved into a new building. It's our own dedicated facility. Um, prior to this, we were in a setup and teardown situation, which was good for us getting started and growing. And now, by God's grace, we've moved into um, our own facility. We just had uh, the producer of Calvary Live was up here yesterday doing some 
work on our equipment for this show and I got to show them around. It was awesome. So if you haven't yet seen our new facility, we would love to have you come up. Um, God's really blessed us with a great place. We're right on Highway 119, which is the main highway that leads from the interstate into Boulder through Longmont. And uh, we would love to have you come and worship with us sometime. Uh, yeah, so we're located at 2950 Colorful Avenue in Longmont, Colorado. So 2950 Colorful Avenue, Longmont, Colorado. Our zip code is 80504. And what that tells you is that we're on the east side of Longmont. So in between I-25 and uh, downtown Longmont. And we're directly north from Sandstone Ranch Community Park and the, the sports complex there, which, um, you know, I can, so just looking out the window of my office here at the church, I'm looking at Sandstone Ranch, I'm looking at Highway 119 over at the Flatirons in Boulder. And so we'd love to have you come and worship with us um, in person. We have three in-person services. We are open for in-person worship. And those are at eight o'clock, 9.30 and 11 o'clock a.m. So 8 o'clock, 9.30 and 11 o'clock a.m. for in-person worship. This Sunday, we're going to be studying Acts chapter 16. It's going to be, I'm really excited. It's something that's really near and dear to my heart. It's about God's purpose for your life and how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as we see in the life of the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey. And for those of you who would like to worship with us online, we have an opportunity for you to do that. We, we live stream our 9.30 and 11 o'clock services on Facebook and YouTube, and those are also posted on our website. So you can find more information, as well as all the links that you need, as well as uh, addresses, everything you need, as well as uh, to find out more about who we are at um, our website, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com for all that info that you need. And I also, uh, we, we, are, we have a radio program that airs on Grace FM, and that is expanding. It's actually expanding starting this weekend and going forward uh, every weekday. So now we're going to have a show on Sundays at 1 p.m. starting this Sunday, Sunday at 1 p.m., as well as we're going to be having a show. We, we've already had a show every weekday at 2.30 p.m., but now that's expanding. We're going to have two shows every day on Grace FM. One is at 9.30 a.m., so when you're driving to get to that 10 a.m. appointment. Hopefully you're not late, but if you are, turn on uh, Grace FM, listen to the Word of God before you get to that, that 10 o'clock appointment, okay? And then uh, tune in again when you're picking the kids up from school at 2.30 p.m. So 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. every weekday starting this coming Monday. The show is called Life in the Field, which is all about um, living our lives, how to live our lives on mission with God in His mission field. So tune in for that, and uh, we'd love to have you join for that. Let's go to our callers. We've got Tiffany in Chicago, Illinois, actually right now in Colorado. Hi, Tiffany. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Hello. How can we pray for you? What, what can we do for you? All right. So like I was telling the guy, um, I'm a truck driver. I, I drive a semi-tractor trailer, and I've been married three times already before, and none of those marriages have worked due to the fact that I was not following God. Mm. Well, I was listening to a lot of sermons lately, like the last four days. I've just been sermon, sermon, sermon on the radio. And I heard one of the pastors talk about, if you're married, that God does not believe in divorces. And he went to talking about sometimes marriages don't work due to the fact of either the woman having problems from her past or the man having problems from her past. I've had a lot of issues with cheating in my marriages. Now, I would assume that two of the reason why two of the marriages didn't work was because 
they were in another country. I married, I met my first husband on Facebook. I married him, got him to Chicago. He left me. During the whole time of him being in Africa, he was cheating on me, and I had no knowledge. I then turned around like an idiot out of a rebound situation, fell quickly in love with this guy that I'm with now. Um, we've been married since June, July 26th of 2018. I've spent a total of 46 days with him, and I swear up and down inside of my frivolous mind that he's cheating on me, so I want to get a divorce. But then again, I'm back to following God's rules, and I need to know, what do you suggest that I do? Yeah, my advice to you would be not to get a divorce. And uh, and particularly in this case, you don't know for sure. I mean, like you said, it's a hunch that you have. And, and you know what? You may be right. Um, divorce is allowed by God. Let's put it this way, uh, allowed as opposed to commanded. And that's an important difference in the case of adultery. Um, because, you know, so that would be one of the very few cases in which um, divorce is permissible. But again, the idea of permission as opposed to um, the will of God or the desire of God or let's say the ideal, uh, they're two different things. And so even in cases where there has been um, adultery, you know, those are cases where I would advise someone to say, you don't have to get a divorce, um, but if you say that I can't um, be in this marriage, you know, faithfulness has been broken and cast aside uh, and I just it, this is too deep of a wound uh, to our marriage and to me personally I can't go on then I would say okay I understand that um, and I would say that you know divorce is permitted in that case by the New Testament by Jesus himself in fact um, in a case like yours I would tell you I, I think that you know considering your past and considering things you've been through I would really encourage you to um, just try to salvage this marriage and and here's the other part of it is that maybe this is the opportunity for you and your husband to do things God's way. Now, this might require a lot of repentance on your part, right? This might require you guys saying, we're going to be new people who walk with Jesus. We're going to start a new life, and that includes a whole new way of doing marriage, right? So this is going to be starting on a fresh piece of paper, so to say, like starting on a new page, and let's seek the Lord together. And I hope and pray that you guys can be together physically and that you can also find a church. I, I know that you're an over-the-road truck driver, and that's got to be super difficult to, you know, belong to a, a church community and things like that. But I would hope that this could be the, the end result of this, is that you guys are together in person and that you are able to plug into a church and you're really able to pursue the Lord together. And so I would, I would encourage you to go down that route be, rather than just um, choosing divorce. Pastor, I know you don't have a lot of time, but I'm the one that's cheating on him. Oh, okay. And I, I, I was trying to follow the confession and the cleansing thing that the pastor was talking about the other day. Mm. He was saying, you know, to confess to God and ask him to clean you. And mm. I'm the one that's been cheating on him because I have this fear that he's already doing it to me. I see. We, we have a great promise in the Bible, and I want you to hear this because it's really important. Here's what it says. It says this. This is from the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he, that's God, is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
And so uh, this is an important thing that you're doing where you're coming, coming out and you're saying, you know what, I have sinned. And you know what, Jesus said that is the first step to true happiness, is admitting that you have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, because now you're ready. Now you're ready to, to receive it, his forgiveness. But you know what forgiveness entails? It also entails us repenting. Now repenting, all that means is changing course, you know, doing a 180 and going the other direction. And so here's the good news. You can be cleansed because Jesus paid the price. And, and uh, you know, there's a great passage in Isaiah chapter 6 where he says, I am an unclean man. And then God uh, sends an angel to touch his lips and cleanse him and says, your guilt has been removed. And so I would just speak that over you right now, that if you truly trust in Jesus, if you truly confess your sins to him and say, God, I don't want this. You take my sins and I ask you to give me a new life. He will do that. No question. And he will cleanse you as that verse says, and he'll remove your guilt for me to get a little closer to God, a lot closer to God. And if people can pray that when I open up that Bible that I can start understanding what's saying, I would really appreciate it. Absolutely. Here's here's where I'm going to tell you to read, okay? I want you to start reading in the book of First John. So just find the one it's called 1 John in your Bible. And then when you're done with that, I want you to go and read one of the gospels. You choose. Okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. You just read all about Jesus. The Gospel of John is going to be a good one for you to read, but they're all going to be good. So um, here's the other thing. I'm going to pray for you right now, but I want you to pray after we get off the air. And I want you, because really this has to be something in bet between you and God, where you say, God, uh, you know everything. You, you know all the things that I've done that even other people don't know about. And I ask you to forgive me because of what Jesus did for me, and I guarantee that he will. If you, if you pray that from your heart sincerely. So let me pray for you, and then I'm going to let you go. I'm going to leave you to the prayer and the Bible reading, okay? Thank Let's you. pray. Lord, I pray for Tiffany, and I just thank you for her calling in. I thank you for her being in Colorado at this moment and being able to hear uh, Bible teaching and being able to hear this program. Thank you, Lord, that you divinely orchestrated these events. And I thank you for her marriage. I thank you, Lord, for her, her desire right now to come clean and to be cleansed of her sins. Thank you, Jesus, that our greatest need to be forgiven and cleansed, that was your greatest deed on the cross, Jesus. And so we turn to you now and we say, yes, Lord, we are great sinners, but you are a great Savior, Jesus. And so we trust in you with all our hearts. We thank you for this promise that if we confess our sins, you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I pray that Tiffany would receive that now by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Tiffany. Hope to hear yes, a good sir. report sometime in the future, okay? You say first John? First John. That's where I want you to okay. start. And then go read about okay. Jesus in the Gospels, okay? All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm taking your calls and texts live on the air. With that end of that call, we have one open line. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Let's go to Annalise in Parker, Colorado. Hi, Annalise. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you for having me. Um, just want to start with saying that you guys have helped me get closer to God by so many, so much. You know, I just can't believe it, how much this program has changed my life for the better. And, and I'm now able to set an example in my family's life and, you know, to be a godly woman. So thank you guys for helping make that possible for me. Oh, that's um, such, a, such a great report. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. So, um, 
I'm asking for a prayer uh, uh, at Parker Adventist Hospital, where I work. It's been very tough in general, but it's been made a lot worse because one of our coworkers, a great nurse, um, she and her infant child were murdered, and that happened a couple of days ago, and uh, her boyfriend is the one who did it, and he also took his life, and it's just really heartbreaking because she was such a good asset, like really strong nurse, and she was a new mother and that sweet baby girl, you know, so we're just in tears. People had to go home yesterday at work because they couldn't they couldn't make it through the day without crying. It was just hard to keep together for the patients. And um, please, I just ask that everybody listening, please pray for the woman who lost her life and her sweet baby girl, and and please pray that us healthcare workers can keep delivering great care to our deserving patients. You know, it's very hard right now. Yeah, and at least I also just want to thank you, you know, for your service. I know that's a, you know, kind of, especially with this pandemic going on, you know, you're putting yourself out there, and so we're really thankful for what you do and for what you and your coworkers do. But let, let's pray for you, Lord. We lift up Annalise, and we pray for her coworkers, and we particularly pray for the family that just lost a family member and a and a, a baby. Lord, we're so sorrow just experiencing so much sorrow lord just even hearing this report even those of us who didn't know them personally uh, lord thank you for your kingdom which is to come in which there will be no more death no more sin uh, no more tears every tear will be wiped away uh, we thank you lord for your mercy and your grace lord that that we, we trust that that infant child is with you uh, right now no longer suffering and um and lord we we pray for this co-worker of Annalisa's, Lord, as she leaves the gap um, in this world to her friends, her family, her co-workers. And um, Lord, we just ask that you would bring bring something good, redemptive out of this situation. But we also ask for, for those patients, Lord, for the co-workers as they deal with this loss. Lord, we pray that they would take solace uh, only in knowing that you are a just God and Lord, that you uh, offer us, you, you have brought us into your kingdom you've given us the opportunity for salvation so lord we pray that that they would receive that as they're faced with the right in their face the the reality of sin the reality of evil the reality of death lord we pray that they would turn to you in the midst of this time and we also just ask comfort for the family we pray that in jesus name amen amen thank you guys so much god bless you all i really appreciate everything you guys have been doing awesome. helps me get through the day Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Annalise. God bless you. you All too. right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listen to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. Give us a call with your questions about the Bible. Give us a call with your prayer re requests, anything you'd like us to pray for. We have a whole bunch of people listening right now, and they're agreeing with us in prayer, able to hear these requests and bring them before the Lord and so give us a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, that's 720-336-0897 for the text line. We've got a few texts that have come in, uh, but we've still got one caller on the line, actually two now. So let's go to Betty Jane in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. Hi, Betty Jane. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Happy I'm, New Year. I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Thank you. 
Thank you. So I need prayer for my friend and for me and my family, my grandson and my granddaughter. Uh, wisdom, discernment, and uh, yeah, please. Okay. So so give me a rundown again on the on the list well, there. Uh, so um, my friend Xavier and I uh, had tried to start a relationship, and um, it just was too complicated. And um, he is not saved. Um, and I pray for him, and I'm asking you to pray for him, for his, for his soul, for his understanding, and his need to be so earthly. Um, it just really complicated our relationship. And no matter what I said, he just couldn't understand that um, that I, I don't want to be earthly, and I, I, I want to be chaste. And um, C H A S T E, and uh, he couldn't understand that, um, gotcha. and he was just very pushy. Um, so I, I feel badly for him. He just uh, he's uh, he needs God. He needs yeah. love. He needs uh, the love of Jesus Christ and the blessings and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And he, he's not oh, he's not understanding that. So, gotcha. uh, well, let's let's yeah. pray for Xavier. Heavenly Father, we yeah, pray for Xavier. You. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we pray for Xavier. We pray for Betty Jane. Um, we, we pray for this. I know it's it's never easy when when we want uh, a relationship and it doesn't work out. But Lord, I pray that you would bless Betty Jane in the midst of in the midst of the kind of the wake of this relationship. Lord, I also pray for Xavier. Um, Lord, your word says, like in First Corinthians, that it says that the wisdom that comes from this earth is foolishness in, in your eyes. Yet, yet the the truth of the gospel is, is foolishness in the eyes of the carnal person. And so Lord, we pray for Xavier, Lord, that you would open his eyes spiritually, that he would see you, that he would know you, Lord, that you would do that work of opening his understanding, that he might realize that what seemed foolish or, or what seemed incomprehensible to him in the past, meaning the gospel, would become clear and that he would receive it and believe it, Lord, that it would change his entire way of thinking about about you, about the world, about everything in life. And so, uh, Lord, I pray for Betty Jane, Lord, as she seeks to honor you with her life and her conduct, Lord, that you would bless her for that. And I pray for everyone involved, you know, whether they were uh, extended family or, or people who knew Xavier and were close as, as this relationship ends, Lord, we pray that you would bring healing and, and reconciliation in their hearts as well. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was great. Thank you so much. And um, and I will pray for you and, and your needs. Um, Heavenly Father, we come before you. You are magnificent, and you are Messiah. You are sovereign and omniscient, and you know all, Lord. And we just are so grateful. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Betty Jane. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right, thanks for praying for me. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We are coming right up on our mid-show break. So I'm going to give you the numbers to call. Right after the break, we're going to get to Jeremy in Platteville. So Jeremy, if you can hear me, hang on a little bit longer. We're going to be right back after the break, and I'll go right to you. But in the meantime, we've got two open lines, and you can give me a call at 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. 690 3000 or you can text me at 
336-0897 with your questions about the Bible, with your prayer requests. I'm here to answer those questions and to pray for those prayer requests. So after that, we've also got a good question um, to answer right after that, which is about, did God create angels before he created humans? And actually, you know what? We've got 45 seconds, which gives me just enough time to answer this. Did God create angels before humans? The answer is yes. Here's how we know. In the book of Job, chapter 38, verse 7, it's Job's uh, conversing with God, and it says that when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, what that means is that during creation, as God was creating the world, the angels were watching, and, and they were shouting for joy. You know, as he spoke things into existence, they watched and they shouted for joy as they saw it happen. Okay, that's the answer to that. We'll be right back in two minutes' time with Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 720- 336-0897. Once again, the text line 720-336-0897. And we've got two open lines. It's a good time to call in. Once again, 303-690-3000 for the call-in line. Let's go to our next caller, Jeremy in Platteville, Colorado. Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. So uh, my question was in Matthew 22 um, on the parable of the great feast. and. Okay. I was, it was on verse 12 and then verse 14. Um, so it was, um, I just don't understand in verse 12 when it says, friend, he asked, how is it that you're here without wedding clothes? I don't, I don't know what, what does, um, I just don't understand that verse. Like maybe it's the wedding clothes I don't understand, or I mean, just yeah. someone being there. With, yeah, I don't get that part. Man, this is one of my favorite parables to teach on. And, um, and I've taught on it several times at my church. Um, I can... I'll, t- I'll tell you what, if you, I can give you an answer right now. And, and then if you want more information, go to our church's website and just search for Matthew 22. And I think I have like three messages on it. So, okay. um, yeah, so I actually taught a series on the parables a while back. And this was one of those series. This is one of the parables that I taught on. So you can find it in the parables series if you're browsing on there. But anyway, let's answer the question. Um, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast. Um, sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. So, so anyway, in order to give you the answer to your question, I think we do need to look at the whole parable. So the kingdom of heaven compared to a wedding feast, that, that's a, a way that heaven is talked about in multiple places in the Bible, even in the Old Testament, but especially in the book of Revelation, right? Like you see that there's this great wedding feast of the Lamb, that that's heaven. So he's saying heaven is going to be like a wedding feast, that a king prepared for his son. It's prepared, but where are the guests? Well, he sends out servants. Who are, who are the servants? Well, that would be the prophets. It would be evangelists, the apostles, you and me today who, who are sent out to invite people to the wedding feast of the Lamb to receive the free gift. But it says that those who were invited refused to come. Some said, oh, you know, I already made dinner. Uh, or, 
you know, I, I've got other things to do. It says that some of them, they even seized the servants and treated them shamefully and killed them. And so these, these are ways that people have responded to God's invitation to receive his grace in the past, right? They killed the prophets. Um, they've killed messengers, you know, persecuted Christians in our day and age. Other people have just said, oh, you know what? I just don't have time or I don't care. Okay, so then the king, it says that he is upset. And so then it says he sends out some more servants. And he says this, this is an incredible phrase. He says, verse 9, go to the main roads and just invite anybody you find. And the servants went out to the roads, verse 10, and they gathered anybody who they could find. And here's the, my favorite part of the whole parable. It says, both bad and good. Now that part of the parable is really important for understanding the wedding garments. Both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Now here's, here's the cultural part that helps us understand the next few verses because it wouldn't be clear to us, you know, we're separated by 2,000 years from that culture. What would happen in those day and age, right? Let's imagine that you, you went and you invited a bunch of people to your house. Well, you know, one of the things that was abundantly clear back in those days from your clothes, and maybe to a degree still today, is your class in society. You know, are you working class? Are you, you know, white collar, blue collar, that kind of thing. And so one of the things that they would do at these big feasts, especially if it was like a public invitation like this, is that they would give you clothes. Now, clothes were very expensive in the ancient world. Most people, you know, we have like a lot of clothes from like Old Navy and H&M that we change out all the time. But in that day, you would have one, two, maybe three sets of clothes max because clothes were much more expensive. And so the idea that the king would give you clothes when you came to his wedding feast, um, that's something that would happen at these things. And the one of the effects of it is that people would all be dressed the same. So you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between different people. Now, that metaphor is used throughout the Old Testament. In Isaiah, for example, it says that you have clothed me with the garments of salvation. And it says, like a bride is adorned with jewels, you have adorned me with the garments of salvation, the robes of righteousness. What it's describing is this ancient practice that it, let's say you went to a wedding they would gift everyone who came with clothes. Now, that was very expensive, but it also, like I said, served the purpose of making everyone at the, at the party equal um, because of the clothes they were wearing. So that brings us to verse 11. The king comes in and he looks at the guests, but there's one man who's not wearing the wedding garment. Now, understand, the reason that man's not wearing the wedding garment is not because he was poor. It's not because he just didn't have the means to like buy a nice suit. Now, in this case, it was offered to him, and he said, no thanks. My clothes are good enough. I'm just fine. I don't need your gift. And so the king comes in, and he says, verse 12, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he's speechless. He's shocked. He's offended. What this man did was, was really, truly an, an offensive thing. He's rejected the king's gift. And understand, let's say there are a couple hundred people in this room. He's like the one guy who's not wearing the wedding garments because he thinks that his clothes, maybe he thinks they're better than the king's, what the king was offering. So the king is speechless because he's offended. He's shocked. And so verse 13, then the king says to his attendants, bind him hand and foot, cast him into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know, and it sounds like, wow, that escalated pretty quickly because now the guy's not wearing the right clothes and now he goes to hell. Like, what was that? But the point being that 
this is it. That the notice verse ten. Who did they call? Bad people and good people. In other words, your your invitation to the wedding feast, your status or standing at the wedding feast, isn't about your personal goodness or badness. Your standing at the wedding feast is just purely based on the question of will you accept the gift of the king, the robes that he has offered you. And we could think about it this way. There's a sense in which, no matter how you live your life, all paths lead to God in this sense. Everyone will stand before God at the end on the day of judgment, right? All of us will stand before God and we'll give an answer to how we lived our lives, we'll give an answer to what we did, and we'll most importantly give an answer to what we did with Jesus. And so when this offering of Jesus' righteousness was offered to you, did you accept it? Did you apply it to your life? And you will stand before God one day, and the question is, what will you be wearing? How will you be dressed? There will be some people, the Bible says, who will stand before God, and they will be um, completely naked in the sense that they will be, they will be totally unprepared to stand before God. You know, and, and says, uh, so we read about that, like for example, in, in different places. Okay, so here's another way that you could stand before God on the day of judgment: clothed in the robes of your own righteousness which Isaiah, it says in Isaiah that the robes of our own righteousness are like filthy rags. Um, and, and that's not going to cut it. Or you can receive the robes of Christ's righteousness, right? Like it says in Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 61, but I'd have to go uh, look up the exact passage. It might be 58. It's either 58 or 61. And it says, you know, you'll be clothed with the garments of salvation, the robes of righteousness. And it describes it being like a... Um, a wedding feast. So that, in other words, is what will send you to hell is rejecting the gift of Christ's righteousness that God offers you freely. That That's the point of the parable. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, that answered my question for sure. And then the last little question I had was um, on the last verse, for many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean like for like all those people were called, but then... So is that kind of talking about all the people who are invited to the wedding yeah, in the no, parable? That's a great question. And it is a little bit like that's a verse that you really have to think about, right? Because yeah. it kind of like, you're like, whoa, how does that come in here? Okay, so here's here's kind of the point, though. Remember, all those people were invited, and many of them refused to come. And it's very much similar in our day and age. Some people get really hung up on this idea of God you know, choosing people and say, well, am I chosen? Well, there's a great way to find out if you're chosen. Believe in Jesus, and you'll find out that you were chosen, right? And if, on the other hand, you say, hey, I don't want any part in this. I just don't care because, you know, I've got other things to do or because, or maybe you kill the messenger type thing. And then then don't be upset if you find that you weren't chosen because you also, you know, you, you rejected it. So so it's a, it's a great... Um, example here this parable gives us a great example of this principle that many are called and yet few are chosen okay yeah that makes a lot of sense cool Cool. yeah thanks for your answer i answered everything i have (laughs) cool yeah uh, i love talking about that parable so thanks for your call god bless you no problem and you said your church website i know you i know what church you're a pastor at so i just go to your website and find that matthew 22 messages 
Yeah, whitefieldschurch.com. And look, but I would say look up series. Go to the series. So on the sermons page, look up the one that's called The Parables of Jesus. And there's one on this parable. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much. Awesome. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. The text line again, 720-336-0897. Looks like we have some callers or some listeners who just recently joined us and uh, they're tuning in international listeners in Chernivtsi, Ukraine, as well as in uh, Congo. I don't know if that's the Democratic Republic of the Congo or the other Congo. I forget what that one's called, but uh, also some Staten Island, New York, which is not a foreign country. Um, but we're glad that you are with us here uh, there in Staten Island. And it looks like the, the only way that these people would be able to tune in is over the internet or through the app. And so we just want to encourage you guys to uh, get the word out about the app and about the uh, website. That way people who are not even in our listening area will be able to tune in and, and hear this program as well as other great Bible teaching here on Grace FM. So we had a caller who had a prayer request, but they couldn't hold. And so here was the prayer request. Um, Caesar was asking for prayer for his sister. His sister was on vacation in Mexico and just discovered she was uh, she was pregnant. She's having a, a complication, uh, but needs to have surgery, and um, and so really needs prayer. So let's pray for that. Heavenly Father, we lift up Caesar's sister to you. Uh, we pray for her. I don't know if she's if she's still in Mexico or where she's at, Lord. You know all the details of this situation, and Lord, we pray for this pregnancy. We pray that it, if it was possible, Lord. We pray that you do a miracle, that you save this baby's life. And we pray for um, the well-being and the life of the mother as well, Lord, that you would take care of her. Uh, Lord, with all the fear and all of the uh, perhaps disappointment and discouragement that comes along with these types of situations, Lord, I pray that you'd meet them in that place, minister to their hearts, minister to their minds, help them take solace in the hope of the gospel and to turn to you, Jesus. And, and we just pray you'd be with there, with them. You'd be there with them. Hold their hand through this and, and see them through, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Caesar, we're praying for your sister in that situation. Thank you for reaching out with that prayer request. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air. The number to call, 303-690-3000. That's 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or text us seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Lynn in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, so I'm I'm a bit disheartened um, today because I had found out a few days ago um, from our granddaughter's mother, my daughter-in-law, um, that our granddaughter, who is only twelve. Um, and has been heavily influenced, apparently, by friends at school to become more and more involved in anime and whatever they're calling K-pop. I mean, these are new things for me. (laughs) Um, That she has recently disclosed to her mother that she is either pan or bi. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just really, really concerned. I'm very worried. I'm frightened for her. I'm 
you know, I'm afraid. You know, I, I've been praying. I, I all I want from for her and for my my son and my daughter-in-law is is their salvation. And and of course they've definitely strayed, and it's just been a real struggle. And yeah. And so I guess my request is twofold, which is guidance on how I would how I should approach something like this because the mother has told me that our granddaughter would be letting me know eventually and I don't don't know how to respond to something like that. This is very new to me. Yeah. And um definitely prayers. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for several days about this and losing sleep over it. So very worried. Well first of all I just want to say um that my heart really goes out to you for the situation and just know that you're not alone this is a this is a situation that a lot of people are dealing with more and more there are probably a lot of our listeners right now who are empathizing with you because they're going through similar things in their families uh, as a pastor I've, I've uh, dealt with several situations similar to this and um, you know in every situation you know it's, it's very hard and so um, first of all I would just I wanted to ask one question which was um, is is your granddaughter's mother are they supportive of this are they encouraging it or affirming it well you know it's interesting you you asked this question as well because the way it was brought to my attention was um and my son of course doesn't even know about this just yet um so i don't even know how he will react and um uh she just basically approached me as i'm really sad because i found out that you know, our daughter has said that she is either pan or bi and she wants to cut her hair super short because she feels like she would be comfortable that way. And I just had to pause. And, you know, what was interesting was she said, you know, she feels the vibe and I think that this is just a phase. And I, and I almost feel like, um, that they, uh, would accept whatever she's saying that she's going through and just accept it. Um, maybe not willing to, because they're, I mean, not, not provider scripture, not provider guidance in that area. And, and, and that's what worries me is, is that because I feel like that they would, um, you know, not discourage her feeling, but, um, be supportive. I, yeah, I guess so. Be supportive of her decision, which sure. at 12, I'm just so confused by. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a few things. Um, <clears throat> you know, because I mentioned that we had some, I had some situations um, pastorally in which I was dealing with related issues. Um, and, and like I said, this is something which is not going away, right, in our culture. This is, this is something which is um, going to be. So I would just encourage anybody out there who is in any kind of, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, or if you're in any sort of ministry, uh, to really educate yourself on this topic, because it is not going away, the issue of sexuality and gender. And, uh, and it's not enough for us to just tell people, hey, you know, just pull it together and do what's right, or just go away, right? I mean, we, we have to have more than that. So um, I recently uh, read a book on this topic um, by a guy named Mark Yarhouse. I would recommend it. It's not exactly dealing with the the specific situation you're in but he says some things which i think are really helpful for helping us understand 
a framework for it. So the man's name is Mark Yarhouse, and he wrote a book called um, Understanding Transgenderism. And Mark Yarhouse is a professor at Wheaton College, which is a very conservative evangelical school. And yet um, Mark, you know, approaches everything biblically is my point and, and has great theology. And yet he's wanting to understand and help other people understand um, the kinds of things that are going on in our culture right now. So one of the things that he mentions in there is um, a few things that I'll bring out. Um, the first one is that uh, 12 years old is way too young to be making any kind of, you know, decisions about these sort of things. There's so much going on in a body hormonally. Furthermore, statistics show that uh, over time, uh, those who have these feelings, they may be 100% convinced of these feelings, whether they're homosexual feelings or you know, bisexual, pansexual. The deal with pansexualism, wanting to cut her hair short, that does get a little bit into the gender fluidity issue, which might mean that this book is applicable in this case. But, um, you know, statistically, a lot of people who have these feelings in their teenage years, they don't continue to have these feelings later on. But what happens, and, and I've actually seen a few situations like this tragically, what happens is that people in our society, they're so quick to affirm an identity, right? And meaning like, give her, you know, a label, bisexual, pansexual, transgender, etc. That um, along with that comes other, other conclusions. Like, for example, should you have should you take hormones? Should you get augmentation surgeries, etc.? Those are some. In some cases, these are things which either can't be reversed or are very difficult to reverse. You know, changing a child's name, changing their identity. Um, a lot of those things are really hard to back off on. And if the statistics show that they, the in most cases, people's attitudes about these things change later on in life, you know, this is a lot more serious than getting a tattoo that you're going to regret in 20 years. And so. Um, that would be the first piece of advice to your granddaughter that I would encourage you as a grandmother to tell her is, hey, you're 12 years old, and I, you know, I believe that the things you are feeling are, are true feelings. And yet, um, don't make any decisions for the rest of your life right now. You've got a lot of time to do that. Um, take it slow. You know, Here's the other part of it that I thought was really helpful in Mark Yarhouse's book, is that he, he wants to make a, a differentiation between like what is gender and what are cultural norms versus what are biblical commands. So for example, does the Bible say that a, that a woman can't have long hair? Um, that a woman can't have, or sorry, that a woman can't have short hair? But there are some things about it in there, in the Proverbs and things like that, and, and in like say 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But, it, but it's, you know, how a person dresses and what we consider female dress these are not biblical commands as much as they are cultural norms. And we need to make sure that we differentiate between uh, where we draw the line and say, hey, you're not acting, you know, God's word forbids you to do that, right? Like, like in, in generations past, people might have done that even and say, you know, women can't wear pants. Well, wait a second. Why can't women wear pants? Nobody wore pants in Jesus' day. Jesus didn't even wear pants, right? Like, um, <laughs> and so we need to really understand the difference um, between what is cultural. So, so one approach to this might be to say to your granddaughter and say, hey, honey, if you want to cut your hair short, you know, because that makes you more comfortable, it's okay to cut your hair short, but that doesn't mean that you need to label yourself for the rest of your life 
as something sexual when you've just gone through puberty like five minutes ago, right? Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's slow down. And I would tell her parents the same thing. And, and the other thing I would tell her parents is that here's the other issue with, with gender things and with sexuality, which, which again is dealt with in Mark Yarhouse's book, Understanding Transgenderism, which, which I do think is a great book. It's a little bit of a hard read, but it's worth it. Um, he says that, um, oh, where was I going with this? Yeah, he was just saying that with, um, oh yeah, here, here it is. It's that when we talk about sexuality, we need to understand a few things. One of them is um, if a person is questioning their gender or their sexuality, is that an offense against God? Or is it um, that the person has what we might call a form of mental illness? Or is it a rebellion against God, right? Those are two different ways of approaching this topic. Like, is this a sad person who is struggling? And what they've shown is that in a lot of cases, a lot of times, the, the front door for some of these things, especially for someone the age of your granddaughter, is really um, sometimes depression. It's a, it's a feeling of loneliness. It's a finding of a community of people you know, kind of like an alternative community. Maybe they feel shunned by their peers and that there's this community that accepts them and affirms them. That's the most common, actually, for, for kids getting into this. Um, mm -hmm. And and um, so th those are things that need to be addressed, you know? Like, like what is leading to this? Is, is this just something that she totally came to on her own or not? And as you mentioned, it's probably, it sounds like she's involved with a, a community of people that are, you know, affirming yeah. in this way. So um, these are all the issues that need to be dealt with. So, you know, do you deal with this as, you know, this is a, you're in rebellion against God or do you view this person as a person who is seeking acceptance? And the way that you go about addressing that, even biblically, is going to be different. So um, I hope that gives you some direction, but let's go ahead and it, pray. It does, um, yes. So let's pray now. Heavenly Father, we pray for... Um, for Lynn's granddaughter. And Lord, we just pray for her that you bring clarity into this very confusing time in her life and this situation. I pray that you give Lynn a lot of grace in how she speaks to her children and, uh, and how she speaks to her granddaughter. Lord, give her a lot of wisdom with having the right words, having the right tone. And Lord, help her to understand what, what's the best way to really truly help her granddaughter. And we pray, Lord, that her granddaughter in this community that she's in, in the midst of this culture um, that is not necessarily seeking your will in many times, in many ways. Lord, we pray that um, you would help Lynn to be the light uh, of Christ in this situation, to bring love and truth at the same time. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I'm definitely going to get that book. Okay, good. Thank and you. All God right, bless God you. bless you, and thank you again for taking my call. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. We've come up to the end of our show. Uh, my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. And I'm here taking your calls and texts live on the air. We, we've come up to the last three minutes of our show. So I'm going to take a few text questions as we come up to the end of the show. One person asks, can angels sin? Um, and, uh, oh, but before I do that, I just got a message from the producer saying that I gave the wrong title for Mark Yarhouse's book. So anybody listening, including Lynn or anybody else out there who wanted to read the book that I was mentioning, I said it's called Understanding Transgenderism. That's actually not the title. Uh, the title is Understanding Gender Dysphoria, Navigating Transgender Issues in a Changing Culture. And that is by Mark Yarhouse, who is um, 
from Wheaton uh, College over in Chicago, which is a great uh, evangelical theological school. So Understanding Gender Dysphoria by Mark Yarhouse. Again, it's not an easy read. It's kind of like reading a textbook, but it's so worth it if you can if you can get through it. Okay, now back to this question. Can angels sin? Can angels be cast out of heaven now, or was it just when Lucifer wanted to become like God? Hey, great question. I don't know if I know the answer 100%, but I will tell you what I uh, believe and assume, and that is this, that yes, it does seem that angels can sin. It seems that angels can rebel against God. I don't see any big change that has taken place that would say that now we're in a different um, you know, dispensation or time period or, or way that things work now as opposed to back then. So it seems to me that angels can sin, and yet it's probably hard to sin in a time, you know, if you are constantly in the presence of God and seeing his glory. You know, I think about Isaiah 6, where the seraphim call out to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And they do this all day long. They don't even have time to sin. They're so busy worshiping, which might be a good message, you know, a good uh, tidbit of information for all of us to consider, right? Not having time to sin because they're so busy worshiping the Lord. So I believe that they can sin. Uh, I don't think anything has changed since the time of Lucifer, um, but I believe that they don't sin because they're so busy uh, doing God's work and praising the Lord. Um, and so I hope that answers your question. Hey, you've been listening to Calvary Live. My name is Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online at uh, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. You can join us this Sunday for uh, Bible study and worship here in Longmont in person or online. Check us out again, whitefieldschurch.com. I'll be with you again next Friday on Calvary Live. God bless you and have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.